Today's episode is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Amio will magically give you a train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. And it's literally never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. I mean, who doesn't want that? Amia wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to amio.com and use the code AMIO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for New Year's on all modes of transport, and it's just the pick-me-up that 2021 needs. Amio, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. Man, does it feel good to be Wednesday. Happy She's Going Places Wednesday, y'all. I hope that you are having an amazing day. If not, I hope that this podcast cheers you up and makes your day more amazing. This week, I really felt the need to sit down and just chat with you guys. I have a lot to say, I have a lot of thoughts, and I feel like sometimes, me especially, but also you guys, you just want to come on here and just have like a low-key episode. Like, a lot of times I'm coming on here and I'm like fully prepared with like lots of advice to give, and some of you legitimately take notes during my episodes. This is not going to be one of those episodes. This is the kind of episode that you play in the background while you're folding laundry. It's like FaceTime vibes. You're FaceTiming me. We're going to do a little catch-up. I'm going to fill you in on my life, things I'm learning, how I'm feeling. And yeah, I just, I'm just in a mood for a good girl talk. So whatever you're doing, if you're running, some people run while listening to this. I can't believe it. If you're cleaning your room, if you're in the car, at the gym, whatever you might be doing, let's just hang out for the next however long I'm going to record this. <laughs> But for real, I seriously love you guys. Thank you so much for hopping on. She's going places. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet, go down below, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, tell me how you're feeling. It seriously is a game changer for She's Going Places. I'm really trying to get us to hit 200 reviews. I think we're like 20 away. And so that would mean the world if you would go down below and leave a review. I should do something for like the 200th reviewer, you know? I feel like that would be fun. And then also, if you're not following She's Going Places on Instagram or TikTok, that's at She's Going Places Podcast. Okay. Where am I? What's happening? I feel like I have a lot to fill you in on. At this moment when I'm recording this episode and when you guys are listening to this, I am now in Birmingham, Alabama. You guys know I've spent most of the summer at home in South Florida, and I just recently made the trek up to... Birmingham. I really wanted to spend a chunk of my summer up here because a bunch of my friends have internships up here right now. There's really nothing else to it. I was just splitting my time and I have my apartment up here so I figured why not. But I have a travel story for you. So on uh, the day I traveled, I was going to say the day but you guys don't care. On the day I traveled, I woke up that morning I was, like, getting all my stuff together, packing, getting ready to go. I got dressed for the airport. I I made my way. We're packing the car, literally packing the car. And I get a text from a very special airline. I'm not going to say who it is. And they say, Taylor, your flight is canceled. (laughs) And I was like, excuse me? 
what do you mean it's just canceled? And I'm like, oh my gosh, is there a storm? No storm. I was like, what is? was there a not? No. It's just canceled. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. And so the problem is, is that you guys know I'm also interning right now. So my only time to travel is during, is on the weekend. And at this point it was, it was Saturday. And so I was like, I need to get on a flight. And so we go to look at other airlines and other flights. And I, we ended up having to drop a pin, a pretty penny to get me out here because I had to book a flight hours before I left. So I was already in like a little bit of an off mood. Like I was leaving like eight hours later than I was supposed to leave. I was just a little discombobulated. Now I was getting into Birmingham at like 11 p.m. Has to get my life together up here. And so it's fine. I go. And now all of a sudden like I have to pay for check back. It was expensive. I'm just going to say that. So just, you know, it doesn't put you in like the happiest mood. And then <laughs> I get on my flight. Things are all fine and dandy. I land in Atlanta, sweet home, Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> and I'm there, and it turns out I have like a three-hour layover because things just kept getting delayed, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I haven't eaten anything, and now it's like 9 p.m., so I definitely should go eat something, and the Atlanta airport is huge, and I like make, I'm like, I have so much time, let me go pick where I want to eat, and so after I walked through multiple terminals, to three different places that I picked that I wanted to eat. All of them were closed. I was like, I guess I'm getting Chick-fil-A. Don't get me wrong. I love Chick-fil-A. If Chick-fil-A wanted to sponsor my life, I would let them. Like, Chick-fil-A is not settling. But it was just not what I wanted. So I go. And this Chick-fil-A is legitimately a zoo. I waited an hour to get Chick-fil-A. And that's not even the most dramatic part. I'm standing there. Meanwhile, like COVID, all the things. And we are like packed in this little area. Literally, I have people like almost like touching my shoulders, my back and my front. Like we are like that packed and everyone is discombobulated. The poor workers were like so overwhelmed by the amount of orders. Like the airport, all food was about to close because now it closes early because of COVID. It was a literal zoo. And so now it's like hot over there. You guys, if, if you guys know, like, the stress of, like, sometimes traveling, I'm going to sound crazy if you don't, but, like, I'm standing there, like, with my heavy bag, and all these people are around me, and I'm, like, tired, and I have a headache, and I'm stressed, and I'm, like, getting hot. I was, like, this is just a nightmare. Like, I almost would rather not eat at this point. And right when I'm about to, like, hit my breaking point, a man, <laughs> men, comes and taps me on the shoulder. And I, and I turn around, and he just, like, looks at me with, like, a puppy dog face. And was like, can I have a hug? <laughs> Did you hear me? This me th Meanwhile, you're probably thinking, okay, Taylor, like, maybe it, maybe it was, like a, like, a grandpa. Or even better, like, a five-year-old. Maybe even, like, a 20-year-old. I mean, at least that would, that would be helpful. This was like a 40-year-old man. Why on earth is there a 40-year-old man tapping a 20-year-old, 20, I'm getting so flustered, a 20-year-old girl's shoulder in the sardine-packed Chick-fil-A line asking for a hug in the middle of the Atlanta airport at 9 p.m.? Why? Uh, <laughs> when I tell you that was 
the last thing I was expecting. But I literally stared at him and I was like shook. Like it felt like time stood still for that moment. And I just sat there and I just looked at him and I go, sir? Like that was my only reaction. That was the first thing that came out of my mouth. I just, eyes as big as like a, I don't know, like big eyes. And I was like, sir, excuse me? And I just gave him like the face of death. And I just turned around and everyone around me was so weirded out by it. Luckily, my name got called right away. And so I grabbed my food and like someone was like calling me and they're like, Taylor, da, da, da. they were getting everyone's names wrong. I busted out of there, like, like arms pumping. I was like, goodbye. And so I'm like beelining for this. Oh, okay, the story is not over. To get away from this man, I am, like, beelining to the, like, Sky Tram because I was in the wrong turn. I was, like, in the terminal of where I landed for my previous flight, but I needed to get to my new gate. And I take it. I have my Chick-fil-A. I'm so flustered. I'm holding all my stuff. I go on the Sky Tram. I change terminals, get in my terminal, finally walk all the way down. Of course, my gate is at the end. Get to my gate, sit down, pull out my Chick-fil-A. Now it is, like, probably, I landed at 8 p.m. Now it's, like, 9.30 I sit down with this Chick-fil-A. I pull out my Chick-fil-A nuggets. And as I go to turn to like put something down, I drop all of my food on the floor. All of it. Airport carpet. And at that moment, all I could do is laugh. All I could all I could do is laugh. And so I told that story in case you guys were having like a, a an off week or you just needed a good laugh because that was my airport horror moment. Luckily, the night got so much better because I landed in Birmingham and my sweet friends came and picked me up. They had like a poster. They were blasting music. I got in the car. They were literally the sweetest. Like I got home and they had like a present for me on my bed. They like made cookies, like totally made up for the night. It made me so happy to be here in Birmingham. But oh my gosh, my airport experience. I just, I honestly just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it to go work out before work. I know. Never thought I'd be that girl. Now, granted, I'm not going to say, like, this is, like, foolproof or this is, like, my new identity because it's legitimately been two days. But I'm going to be honest with you. I love it. It's definitely a learning curve because I, like, have to force myself to go to bed early. But genuinely, I have loved it. I just, you know how people are always like, oh, my gosh, you just feel so accomplished when you get up early and you, like, have a, like, a morning routine and everyone talks about how your morning routine is like the secret to your success basically and I'm just not a morning person and so I've just chosen to neglect that advice and just be like mm, not for me but in the last two days I have felt you know that TikTok where it's like am I better than everyone it has just given me like me in my car at like 6 a.m driving to the gym knowing full well that normally I would be waking up at 8.45 for my 9 o'clock start time, I'm like, uh, I mean, it just adds so much more to your day. Like, I had no idea, like, duh, Taylor, that this adds, like, three more hours, four more hours to my day. Hello? And then, get this, guys, I'm literally just having an epiphany right now. 
about how this like flows out into the rest of my life. Well, then I'm trying to go to bed like earlier. And so I'm like, Ugh, I don't really need to scroll on TikTok that long. And so now I'm like only going on TikTok at night for like 10 minutes before I go to bed because I'm like, oh, I got to go to sleep so I can wake up early. Excuse me? I would sit there and scroll for at least an hour. Embarrassing, I know, but at least an hour. Am I, you know, I always say health and wellness. Am I turning into the epitome of health and wellness? I feel like this podcast is like a track of of you guys just watching me figure out what health and wellness looks like for me. And it's like a joke word. Um, but it's, it's hilarious. You know, that's my mantra of 2021, health and wellness. And... So yeah, I mean, it's, I've honestly, I've thought it's like so amazing. I, I love how it makes me feel. I genuinely, okay, I know it's like I'm like getting used to it. It's like the whole like energized part really isn't coming into full effect. I got the worst headache from it yesterday, but it's like also just like learning, adapting, changing your body, like your body, my body is like, what are you doing? Like right now we're in like full shock mode. Um, but then on top of that, honestly, right now, just full life updates. I'm eating a lot cleaner. I'm working out. I'm being the health and wellness queen that I've always wanted to be. And I really do like it. Um, it was just, you just need like a good like fresh start and coming back here was kind of what I needed to like get it together and like kick like my health and wellness back into like high gear and like actually caring. And so that's kind of the season that I'm in right now. I mean, like I'll give you updates next week if I'm still waking up at 5.30 in the morning. But so far, so good. So if that's something that you've ever wanted to do or considered doing, try it. I would have laughed if someone told me to do that and I didn't come to that conclusion myself. But try it. I've really liked it. But because of this, it's so funny how, like, so many... (laughs) I'm so stupid. But, like, so many things affect so many things. Because now, when I wake up early and I work out and I have, like, a full day of work, like, I'm just naturally more tired at night. Like, my body's not as restless. Like, I'm not, because, right, I'm literally sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. Like, I'm, like, cooped up in an apartment all day. And so it's, like, if I'm not moving my body and I was feeling this way at home, like, I was, like, literally restless and, like, could not fall asleep at night because I just wasn't tired. And, like, my brain was, like, super active. And so this is just, honestly, this, like, fix has honestly balanced my life. So especially if you're doing, like, a remote like remote learning or an internship or a job, definitely recommend you getting up and just moving your body every day. Also, just because like sitting in the same position all day is awful. It's horrible. I'm not built for this. Like I think you like start getting used to it, but I'm just not used to sitting at a desk all day for eight hours. So it's just funny how like your health and like the way you treat your body really affects every aspect of your life because like I normally get um, like when you eat cleaner, like my shoulders don't hurt as bad or I, I don't get headaches as much and I'm drinking more water. It's just, you know, all of these things, but sometimes it's just a good reminder to like start fresh. Like I'm like chugging water, but you guys know I do that all the time. Um, but yeah, that's like a health update, I guess for me, we'll see how that goes. And if I'm drastically feeling better, I assume I will because I'm, like, actually, like, fueling my body properly. But, yeah, I just think that that's just, like, a fun little... I'm, like, proud of myself for that one because, like, I'm always, like, oh, yeah, like... I'm, like, so put together, I feel like, or at least I present myself to be really put together in, like, my work life and relationships. But my health and my, like, fitness, 
I always just kind of just don't talk about them because I just would never make them a priority. But I honestly think that this like really increases my productivity because it like helps my self-esteem of being like, I accomplished that this morning and it just like makes you feel good. I don't know. Kind of interesting. Another life update, I guess, like what we need to talk about is like editing down your life because right now I'm doing my internship and it just takes up so much time so much space like literally brain space and it's just like it's all I do it's all I think about which is like great for what it is like I love my internship and like I'm literally loving everything that I'm like getting to learn it has been a crazy experience so far and I'm not even halfway done but with that being said it has really caused me to like reflect on what's important to me and what I want to prioritize and where I want to focus my energy because it takes up such a huge chunk of my day. So it really has made me reflect on like how do I spend the other hours, which hence like waking up early and working out, but also it's like really changed like how I prioritize, like figuring out in my head like, okay, well like where does the podcast rank in my priorities? Because everything that I'm doing for the podcast now is like after hours. It's like, so I'm like working a full-time corporate job and then doing this basically part-time slash full-time job on top of it and it's really made me evaluate like what's important to me um not only then you're like pouring into relationships you're pouring into like my engagement like all of those different things like talking to family like keeping my life organized whatever cleaning like there's so many different things that you can give your time to and so there's actually been some like life updates I guess in the sense of editing um I've had multiple jobs in the past. I think I've talked about that. But actually, one of those jobs, um, I used to, used to, I just gave that away, um, run social media for a nonprofit, and now I'm actually not doing that anymore. Um, which is honestly, normally I love to have a hundred things on my plate, and I would never normally be one to be like okay with like a stream of income going away. But it honestly, <laughs> despite the stream of income. It was starting to become mentally draining for me to just have one more thing take up brain space. And I just, I wanted to share that just because if you're anything like me, you'll like make a hundred different excuses for like why you should keep certain things in your life. And don't get me wrong, like an income is definitely a great reason, but I can't tell you like how much less burden I feel by like cutting that extra job. And being able to, like, fully focus my energy on my internship because as opposed to me doing my internship and then getting texts from my other bosses about them needing to do stuff and doing stuff where she's going places and trying to balance all of it, it gets really overwhelming. And so just, like, taking things off my plate, it is the most liberating feeling ever. And I'm just in a season right now where I need life to be simplified. I've never been the girl that has craved simplicity but honestly and and this is kind of why I wanted to share this is I feel like I come across in this podcast like so high motive highly motivated like I have motivation episodes um I talk about how I balance my life I talk about all of these different things that I'm doing which all of that is true and I am a highly motivated person but this is your PSA that motivation ebbs and flows because I'm in a like a little lolt right now where I'm not that motivated. Like not, I mean, compared probably to like the average person, someone would probably still be like, you're really motivated. But like for me internally and like how I know my brain works, 
I'm not really like going out of my way or like really like mentally motivating myself. I've just been craving simplicity. Like life has just been go, 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 go. And you guys know like the season of life that I'm in is just, it's just absolutely crazy. And I'm doing all the big things at once. If you're new here, I'm a senior in college. And so like that whole season's ending and like wrapping up my time being in college and just being a student and doing college things and like having like going out on weekdays and being in a sorority and having extracurriculars like that season is happening and ending and I'm engaged right now so I'm planning a wedding and being present in my engagement and like obviously just like doing a long distance relationship and doing premarital counseling and like that season's ending and I'm preparing for marriage and Right now I'm like high gears into this internship and like focusing on like what my future career is going to look like and like making sure that like I can have a job and be able to like provide for ourselves once we're once we are married and like be like financially stable. And so like that's taking up like that's the season that I'm in and right now I'm like really starting to kick into high gear like prioritizing my health and fitness and so like that's the season that I'm in and so I'm just constantly go, 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 and there's always something that can have my attention, and there's always something that can, like, I'm never just not doing anything, and I just, I think I, like, finally, like, kind of stopped and realized that as I was really reflecting on my last semester as as a student. I was like, I don't want to live like this. Like, I want to actually enjoy this last semester, and so I want to cut everything that is not like pertinent like if it's not like dire like important to me I'm kind of just over it and that sounds horrible but for me I feel like sometimes it's just a good reminder that doing everything isn't always great for your mental health and no I'm not gonna be the one to say that I like actively struggle with my mental health like I definitely don't um I definitely think I have like good mental health But when it comes to stress and being overwhelmed, I was realizing I was putting a lot of it on myself that is just so unnecessary. And so just cutting things and editing down, um, really practicing saying no, um, even when I want to say yes, just saying no, just because I know I can't give it my all in this season, just because I know, I don't even want to say it's not worth it, but at this time, my my time literally is so valuable that I have to be really careful about where I give it. And that also includes investing in people and friendships. Like I have one semester left. I need to be really, would I rather like make sure that I hang out with 50 of my closest friends this semester and maybe get to hang out with all of them once alone or choose the five to 10 most important people in my life that are here and be really present in our relationship. I'm going with the latter because at the end of the day, I'm not going to keep up with all 50 people that I like love and want to pursue here at Sanford because that's not realistic going into my postgrad. So instead, I'm really honing in on the 20, 10, 5 people <laughs> that are like really, really special to me and that I really want to like make um, like really important this semester. And so... I guess that's just, like, an encouragement to you. Like, I'm also, like, practicing what editing looks like because I don't even know. It's not a natural reflex. I love to add. I love more, more friends, more responsibilities, more things to do, more stuff on my resume, always more. But 
it was funny. I was talking to Hunter and he's like, I just feel like you're like, it's just never enough. Nothing. It's never enough. And I, I was like offensive when he said that. I was like, are you saying I'm like not content? But as I was able to reflect on it, I'm like, you're right. I'm never content. It's always, I want something else or I need to be doing something else or, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I got this like crazy great job, but I don't have this or I don't have this and not even in a way of like me being like greedy or ungrateful for what I have. It's just like this constant need to like validate myself. It has nothing to do with other people or what people think about me. It's just this, once I have something, I kind of let the sparkle of it die and then it's not special to me anymore. And so I'm really trying to like romanticize my life and like romanticize the things I get to do and prioritize them. So that's a little bit about how I've been like editing life down. I don't know if you guys need to do that. I highly suggest it if you feel overwhelmed because it just like lets you live a more purpose-filled life. I really believe it. And so like this conversation has really made me reflect. Um, I know I'm talking about my internship a lot, but as I've been doing my internship and as I've been really, it's like my first I don't want to say it's my first big girl job. Like I've done other internships, but like this is like the first like big thing that I'm doing. And I feel like I've really like romanticized my career like to myself, like all through high school and all through college. But like I'm going to have like the most amazing career and do the most amazing things. And I love PR and I'm going to like work my way to the top and because I want the titles and I want to like be super successful. But even just a couple weeks into my internship that I love and I'm like really loving the career that I'm like putting myself into, it has definitely made me reflect on like what do I want my life to look like long time. Like I don't, it's definitely not a coincidence, but I've just, a lot of people on social media or on podcasts I listen to have been talking about how like your job can't be your life and you can't be like living like to work, like you work to live, whatever, cliche quote. But I feel like you go into your career post-grad and you're just like, it's going to be my everything. and I'm going to give it all of my time. And I don't know. I've just been really evaluating like, my purpose outside of work. And as an Enneagram 3, like you guys know, <laughs> that is like the thing to struggle with. And so it's honestly been weird, but also really good for me to be really thinking about just because like you have like one of the most amazing internships ever and you're hopefully going to get a job with this company and your like life is like going to like fall into place that doesn't like change my worth at all and it doesn't make it better and it doesn't make it worse it's just a job and so from there I've been like really thinking about it's like what do I like what is like the thing that like sets my heart on fire and so if any of you are like post-grad you're probably like really relating with me here right now or maybe you don't even know what you like what your major is going to be like it's just like this like weird season where I'm just like, but what is my life going to look like? Am I really just going to work nine to five sitting at a desk all day? Like, is that what I want long term? Is that what I should do? Should I try something else? Like, is that too risky? It's crazy. This That's just a literal word vomit. But that's really what I've been pondering at the moment. So like, I don't have advice for you. I'm just like, <laughs> for anyone who's listening and is like, oh my God, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat. Hi. <laughs> me too like I don't really have anything like put together to give you but that's kind of where my brain has been like dancing around lately <laughs> um but the thing you guys all want me to talk about and the things you guys have lots of questions on and honestly the thing that I've been learning the most lately I feel like I've been learning a lot this is like an episode of the things I'm learning that's great I just came up with a title 
Um, another thing that I'm learning about is engagement. You guys know I'm engaged. I haven't talked about Hunter and I's relationship in a long time on this podcast. I'm trying to think, like, he came on the podcast right after we got engaged, but I haven't really talked about, like, I mean, I I just did a dating episode, but, like, my relationship and, like, what's going on there. I haven't done that in a long time. So, got some updates. Obviously, I'm engaged. We are officially, what month is it? It's June. I don't know. You guys are about to watch me be slow. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. We are, but like June's over. So we're seven months away from me being married. Me being a wife. That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm honestly, I'm more excited about it now than I have ever been. And not saying I, was, I wasn't excited about it, but almost in like a fun way, like, Every day, I'm just getting more and more excited for that season of life and, you know, not trying to rush the happy stuff that I'm in. But I'm just, I'm ready to be married. As we've been doing premarital counseling, which if any of you are getting married or know someone getting married, I 1 million percent will die on this hill. You need to do premarital counseling. It has been the best thing for Hunter and I. I cannot say enough nice things about it. My brain, I feel like I talk about premarital counseling a lot, but it is literally, like, changing, like, everything for me. I've never been to therapy, and, like, I, this is making me, like, want to be in therapy, because I'm like, okay, I get why people are like, therapy is amazing, because, like, just having someone else who is, like, non-partial, and they're older, being able to, like, look into Hunter and I's relationship and, like, point out some things that are really common for us that we don't even think about anymore has been huge. I mean, Hunter and I have been dating for almost four years now. Like, things definitely get, not even stagnant, but we definitely get, like, set in our patterns and we get, like, stuck on what we're doing. And some things that, like, we do, for example, like, how we fight and, like, our conflict style, that was, like, a huge epiphany we just had. Like, we've just kind of gotten into a routine a bit and we were able to, like, learn, like, different ways to, like, have conflict that are so much healthier and, like, point out, like, things that I was doing that wasn't helping the situation. And I literally just, like, wanted to, like, burst into tears and cry, not, not sad or, like, embarrassed, like, like, so relieved that, like, we're making, like, progress and it's, like, worth it. And so, premarital counseling has literally been the best thing ever. I don't shut up about it to, like, any of my friends legitimately. And so, Going in today, like today I literally feel like a 15 out of 10 relationship wise because I was texting Hunter this morning and I was just, I'm just so happy. (laughs) It's kind of funny, but, and I haven't really been able to like vocalize this. I honestly haven't told anyone, (laughs) legitimately anyone, but the way that I feel right now and the way that I feel about Hunter like it's <laughs> gonna sound so cheesy but like I legitimately have never loved him more than I do right now when I'm recording this podcast like just the way I feel and like the excitement for our future and like watching Hunter grow and watching me grow and watching seeing how like God has legitimately like weaved our lives together and is like making a way for all of this to, to work I could just I could just cry talking about it because I just remember sitting there during quarantine crying, not in a good way, about like how are we going to make this work? There's so many things that we want to do. There's so many compromises that are going to have to be made. How do we get there? 
and knowing now that we we are getting there and I'm literally able to like directly see even like I was able to reflect with my mom about this the other day about like the way the Lord brought Hunter and brought me to the same school and we've been around each other since we were 11 and has given us each individual experiences while we were around each other, but we weren't friends, prepared. Because if we were like friends at the time, I don't think we would have ever dated because we both weren't in a, like, a, a good place like or like emotionally or like mature in any way. And giving us individual experiences with overlapping people that have refined us and helped us to grow to the point that like in his perfect timing our paths crossed and since then like the lord has just put puzzle pieces together and i'm just like in a mo like a season right now where i'm able to like look back on the last three and a half almost four years and be like wow god like i get it like i i understand all of it i understand like other heartbreaks like I understand other friend issues I understand certain high school drama like all of it was purpose-filled and all of it pushed me towards Hunter and so and just watching how our relationship has grown through engagement everyone told me that engagement was going to be the worst just because it's really hard um and especially with us doing long distance which I don't have like a positive thing to say about long distance right now if I'm going to be honest with you I (laughs) Every time we get on FaceTime with our counselors, I'm like, I am just a little bit closer to the edge this week of literally losing it. The long distance aspect, I'm definitely over. I could definitely do away with it. I don't really want to be doing long distance anymore. But it's okay because I have a lot of practice. We're really good at it. And like Hunter so kindly reminded me, this is the last time, God willing, that we will ever get to do long distance. This is the last season. These next seven months, not even because we're done with long distance in December, these next five months of not being in the same place is the last five months, like it's over, which don't get me wrong, super happy about it being over. (laughs) But it's the last time that we get to have our relationship look like this. And so it's like appreciating the best parts of it and loving each other well from a distance and Honestly, just being able to even encourage other people in our lives who are doing long distance. It, all of it, all I'm saying is, like, right now in the season of engagement and, like, where I'm at with Hunter, I'm just literally so grateful. And so, I guess that's, like, my relationship encouragement for y'all. Like, I want this, like, what I'm learning to be so helpful for you guys because some of you might be in a season where you're, like, fork love. <laughs> like, I cannot date right now. I've been there. Or maybe you're dating someone, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I've been there. Or maybe a guy, like, legitimately, like, breaks your heart. I've been there. And I'm just, like, here to, like, not, like, give, like, a testimony, but, like, here to tell you, like, it all works out. And it's every heartbreak and every setback and every frustration, like, is all preparing you for your person and I just like seeing how the Lord has like weaved all of those things together and used them for good. I just guess I just want to like encourage you like whatever season you're in, single dating, engaged, married, whatever, that it's like purpose filled what you're doing right now. And so that's honestly all I got for this week of like my my little catch up and like the things I'm learning right now. Um, there's a lot going on at the moment, and I'm learning a lot and. I actually really love this episode because sometimes I, I get tons of DMs of girls being like, you seem so, like, you're so put together. 
And I hope that this, like, (laughs) brain ramble shows you that I'm not put together at all. There's things that I'm working on. There's things that I'm still learning. There's things that God's teaching me. There's things that my friends are teaching me. There's things that my family's teaching me. There's things that Hunter teaches. Like, all over. I'm just soaking things in like a sponge. And there's things that I don't have answers for. And that's okay. And so, yeah. I just, I just kind of want to come up here and share. I hope that you guys were able to, like, resonate with literally anything that I'm going through. I seriously hope so. Um, if this literally made anything spark for you, send me a DM or send me something. I'm sure sometime this week I'll be posting, like, a follow-up Q&A. I've been really loving doing that, like, post-episode Q&A. And so be looking out for that on the Instagram. And typically I'll answer, like, three or four of your questions, like, long answers about, like, basically they're, like, bonuses to the episode of like maybe your thoughts or whatever so definitely go check that out that will be at at she's going places podcast on instagram but yeah i think that's about it i hope you guys are gonna have the best week ever i know i always say that it's okay if it's not but i just love saying that we gotta be optimistic i love you guys thank you so much for listening this week and let's go places together